Hi, I'm Nick Appleyard, CEO of TriStar Gold. Uh, we have the uh, Castelo de Sonios Gold property in central Brazil in the southern part of Pará State, which we are advancing through permitting um, and quite excited that it's getting close to the end of that route and looking forward to what comes next. Brilliant. Well, Nick, thanks for coming back on for the end of the year. We haven't seen you since April, but it's been a, a year of just waiting to get this uh, permitting meeting happening. You re- recently had a sort of town hall session, didn't you? How did that go? Yeah, no, it went really well. It's yeah, it's it's felt like that yeah you know, year, but in, you know internally it's been really busy for us. You know, we had the site visit first from them, and then the the town hall meeting, and it, it's gone fantastic. You know, the town hall meeting was much better attended than we than we anticipated it was going to be, and which is all good because you want as many people there as possible. Right, and 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 what what is it that you're waiting for? There's a pre- preliminary license, or it's the preliminary license. It's in, in Brazil, what? what they always talk about is like there's three, three sort of threefold approach to permitting: the preliminary license, then your installation license, which is construction, and then once you built it, the operating license to, to actually run. I think they make it scale, sound a bit scarier than it is because it's pretty well like that everywhere. The preliminary license is the approval of your EIA. This is the one where you go through the whole community outreach, there's public here, public meetings with the town hall, you know. Full review of the EIA, full review of the social community aspects of the projects, chance to make their comments, um, and this is the one that takes the longest and is the hardest to get. After this, it's sort of engineering licenses and, and the simpler process. Right. To get. Okay. So, uh, I guess what I want from this course, just kind of catch up where you're at. at the beginning, at the beginning of the year, you had about four million bucks, and now you raised another three point two, closed in beginning of September. So, cash wise, you're you're good to kind of get through this licensing. Um, process. Um, what else are you good for in terms of advancing the project? Yeah, right now, we've got you know five and a half million Canadian rent, just over four million US. Um, so we're good. I mean, the reason for rate doing that small raise later in the year is to make sure we can get through this process and then get through the decision making stage that will come after that. Um, yeah, and that's obviously the critical point that we're after. Um, but yeah, we wanted to make sure whatever decision making, if that included. Uh, interaction with another company of some sort, which can take some time and, and some negotiating. We wanted to make sure we had had some money in the bank to get through that process. Right. But in terms of, again, we were just catching up from sort of where, we, where we were when we last spoke, there was, you know, potential for doing a little bit more in-drilling, a little requirement to do a little bit more in, 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 in infill drilling and a little bit more discussion around engineering, et cetera, to get you to, I, I'm not quite sure what point is, is that still in the plans? Because I, I appreciate a lot of companies have sort of changed and adjusted their plans over the last year, where it's been sort of a tough market for for, for gold companies. Uh, are we still on track for the original plan? Yeah, we we're still. I mean, we're still doing little optimizations on the on the process and, and the, the project itself. We have some met tests and met samples at a lab now, all aimed at optimizing the the, the plant, um, getting a, you know, seeing if there are better options economically and environmentally on there. Um, we are still working with with Goldspot ALS now and the AI on our expiration, so we're still working on some plans there. But look, it's, there's an expiration component of that, but it's also step out and incremental growth to, to grow the resources and reserves. So we're still working on that. We haven't been drilling for a while, but there are you know plans and a lot of ideas on what we can do over the next couple of years, sort of in parallel with final fees and, and construction. Okay. And, um, and tell me where you are, because again, this is a, but just remind me of the, the, some of the numbers from the 2001, 2021 um, PFS. 
because it's a very sort of different environment and you know cost inflation and so forth has has been has been a tough one and you know that versus a rising gold environment you know like most producers are saying well net net our margins are roughly the same how are you viewing that new cost environment given us a you know average grade of 1.1 grams uh, that you're looking to mine yeah no so so we have pfs you know about capex or market you know, it was um 260 million to build um you know we had 28 percent post-tax rate of return you know and those numbers we see improving a little bit i mean i think our capital for going from 260 i sort of guide people and if you looked at that the escalation we haven't done that engineered number so i want to make that really clear but just a sort of a guideline guess from what we're watching and what yeah, people like Hothschilds or G Mining are published because they're in construction. Um, would be between three twenty, three fifty right now. Operating costs will also have gone up a little bit, but we have noticed that energy costs have come down, so there is a a, a benefit there as well. But yeah, you know, my guess is it's sort of equivalent to about one hundred and fifty dollars an ounce on the gold price. So you know, we use fifteen fifty. You know, if we used seventeen hundred, I think we'd be at net net. But if we we're using a little higher than that would be ahead of the game. So we're seeing it quite positive right now. Okay, okay. It, 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 essentially, and when, so therefore, we, we won't expect to see an updated PFS. You're going to work with your partners uh, as is on getting this thing into production without any further kind of economic yeah, study. Yeah, we, we or, don't see the need. I mean, you know, obviously, if the market starts demanding it, but we don't see the need for an updated PFS. Um, you know, it would just be a, you know, fine-tuning of the same numbers we've already published, and I don't think it would, would really give anyone any real information. Yeah, the real the story now is is moving forward. Okay, fantastic. And so give us, give us um, just so in terms of in, in, in uh, order, 2024, what can we expect to see? It's been a quiet year this year while, while you wait on this permitting, but next year, what's happening? Okay, so we, we still anticipate getting that LP in Q1. You know, it's been, process has been going really, really well. Like I said, the town hall meeting went fantastic. You know, very few questions are well attended. So, you know, and I think better than that is our interaction and the responses and the relationship we have with the authorities now is sort of day-to-day communications and very open. So we anticipate getting that in Q1. Um, really, then I think what we'll see is obviously we'll announce that as it happens. And then I think shortly after that, we'll see an, you know, an announcement from us on our path forward, how we're moving forward, you know, whether that's we're going to go alone or we're going to bring a partner in to do the PFS, to the, the FS, um, you know, and, you know, either way can work. Um, I think we've got a preference to bring a partner in right now because, you know, we don't have a construction team and operations team. You know, we have what well, startings of our operations with Marcus there as a COO, but, you know, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of value in having someone who's built stuff before as, as some form of partner, whether it's a 20% equity holder and, uh, you know, a little operating committee between us where we can, lean on their experience and that would be a would be the probably optimal route forward at this point right and the, we've seen sort of um groups like um g mining ventures you know getting on and, and, and building in country um so y- your expectation is the ability to do business in brazil is good um do you do you see again coming back to the sort of you know how you manage and uh, navigate the marketplace do you see the, the need for any sort of merging any M&A activity coming together to, you know, help kind of manage the kind of costs and, and budgets, which, you know, we're seeing out there at the moment. I see, I can see a benefit in, in doing that sort of stuff. Um, 
you know, working with someone who knows how to do construction. Um, you know, I've been through it three or four times in my career, and I think I understand it's it's a the risk levels involved in doing construction more than a lot of people do. Um, you know, it's not like you can go, okay, it's going to be two hundred sixty million. We'll raise two seventy and hand that money over and get a plant and it's all you know turn it on the next day. It just doesn't work like that. Um, you know, if you raise two seventy, you think you're spending two sixty, and it goes up to three hundred. All of a sudden, you're thirty million underwater, and you and everyone knows you're stuck. So, um, you really want to have a partner who knows how to do it, and and has done it before, and then especially with the experience in in country would be fantastic. So, so I think there's a there's a lot of value in us having a, some form of either a partner, a twenty percent equity stater, or you know, there's well, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, yeah, I think there's value in that. Right. Okay. And with regards to the, I guess the appetite by the money to fund projects like this, we we get we're seeing some companies kind of blow up the capital structure. We're seeing different parts of the world making it very difficult for miners to actually kind of get, get on with the business of mining. Um, I think we we, we recognise Brazil's a, a good place for for, for miners. What were the kind of the barriers that you're seeing now, the obstacles to you being able to raise capital and things that you're mindful of as you go through this process? I mean, the main obstacle we we see obviously is that is the is the the markets in Canada, the share price. You know, it makes it like as you suggested. If we go if we try and go alone, you just bribe your capital structure. You know, you'd end up giving away forty percent of the company, fifty percent of the company to get to the next phase. Um, so that's that's the biggest obstacle. Um, apart from that, like you said, Brazil is being very positive, so we're actually seeing, you know, one of the sort of areas that I hadn't really looked at before was was you know, mid-tier companies looking to, to diversify out of other areas of South America, which have historically been very good and are, are not so good now, and they're like, oh, they want some political diversification, and Brazil's pretty well the only place that's standing. Um, so, yeah, Brazil is a good place to build it, and as you mentioned, G-Mining Services are doing a great job up at TZ there, you know, from what I understand on schedule, on budget, um, Hopchilds with um, Rosa Marosa, um, same thing. They're going to be built by a, you know, mid-year, I believe, doing a great job there. So, you know, you get two very you know, comparable projects. I think Marosa is 8,000 tons a day and TZ is 12,000 tons a day and we're going to have a 10,000 tons a day one. So, um, you know, those projects can get built. They're sort of pretty straightforward stuff for, for the Brazil market, the Brazil engineers and construction teams. Okay, interesting. Okay, well, look, um, I like, appreciate you coming on. If, like, say it's 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 been so quiet uh, yeah, this year, but hopefully next year, so livens up somewhat uh, as you kind of move through the phase and make some make some uh, choices. You've got the cash; you're not cash constrained um, in terms of those choices and those options uh, available to you. So, let's like, so stay in touch and let us know how you get on. Okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me on.